Here we are. Here we are. Face to face. <laughs> A couple of silver spoons. Hey, Nate. Hey, how's it going, Greg? Good to have you on. It's great to be here. Good to see the studio. And uh, yeah, been listening to you guys a long time. It's a pleasure. Yeah, it's, it's awesome to have you on the show. Um, it, Nate's been corresponding. And you actually, did you send us some beers at one point, too? No. No? Okay, I thought maybe. <laughs> Not that generous. <laughs> I seem to recall. That you did too, but, yeah. Well, you brought them. You could have said yes. You could have said yes. <laughs> that would have been the wrong thing to do. So it's always <laughs> exciting to have, uh, have a listener on to join us. And uh, oh, Nick's here, too. Yeah, I'm here. <laughs> we gave him that standing invite, and now we're starting to regret it. <laughs> <laughs> I would, too. <laughs> All right. So mean. He's a little hot. Let's turn him down mm. a little bit. Oh, I know. Thank you. <laughs> Talk. I'm talking right now. Okay, well, just to make sure I knew which one was yours. I was going to say, you just want to mute me real quick? I mean, I'm sure you'll still be able to hear me. <laughs> okay, so, yeah, you can pour a little bit of that. So, Jeff... Yes, sir. Thank you. I had something to talk about, and I don't remember what it was. I don't remember what it was. So we talked last week after we're done recording about trying to figure out a way to make it easier to post the show. Yes. So I could be a little more timely with the postings. Mm-hmm. I spent this week writing a script which will tag the MP3s and upload the MP3s and make the description... All from, like, basically it has inputs, right? It says, paste in the title, paste in the notes. So, and I've been testing that out, and I'm going to try to post, you know, actually, if I had about ten more minutes before you guys showed up, I would have uh, <laughs> gotten it up. But, so I've been working on that, so hopefully that'll help me get cool. the uh, shows up in a more timely manner. It From the testing, it should, as long as the script is robust enough, it should help minimize the errors that... Are used to be common as well. So awesome. Well, I'm I'm happy about that. I, I sent you some stuff on our Slack. Um, one was the Indiana police sees orange ecstasy pills featuring Trump's face, <laughs> which I thought that was great. Of just, course, they just say they like make America great again and <laughs> just ecstasy. A striking resemblance. Yes. <laughs> um. There's this, there was a Washington Post article about this guy who's pro-incest, pedophilia, and rape, mm. running for Congress from his parents' house. Okay. I thought that was The Onion. No. that okay. was, I mean, the world seems more like The Onion every Under day. what what party? Or, I think you can guess. Uh, I mean, I, 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 I can use my imagination. You wouldn't be shocked. Uh-huh. You wouldn't be shocked. Uh There was some physics news, which I'm sure everyone is really excited about. I was excited about it. But um, there has finally been a Five Sigma detection of one of the decay channels of the Higgs boson that hasn't been that was hard to find. Actually, according to the Mott standard model, the most common one should be, in terms of the math, mm-hmm. should be uh, decaying into two bottom quarks. But the way that the Atlas and CMS systems are set up, it's really hard to find it because you have to find all these jets and stuff. It's complicated, but anyway, they finally found it because they they had found um, diphoton decay and top quark decay, but these were le- these were ones that were less likely to happen than the bottom quark one, which is about they expect Higgs boson production to be about sixty percent bottom quark one, but they couldn't find them. But uh, so, what was the headline? I didn't get to read the story. You may have seen it in your science about the ghost particle from a another galaxy or something. There was a yeah. So there's a headline about. 
I didn't get a chance to get very deep into it, okay. but um, there was a neutrino detection that was immediately followed up by observations from uh, from a lot of different uh, observatories, and they found it coming from a blazar, which is essentially a, a, a very active black hole, gal- a very active uh, galaxy center or galaxy way far away, but very, very active. Uh, and it, so it lends credence to the idea that where these where cosmic rays that we see these high intensity cosmic rays that are all around us but we don't know where they're coming from it lends credence to the idea they come from these very active galactic centers that we just don't necessarily see all the time and there's just so many of them that we don't see that it just fills the The universe is filled with them there are (laughs) you know there are five estimated 500 million galaxies in the observable universe, something like that. No, that's yeah. a lot. So why was the headline ghost particle? Because there's neutrino. Neutrinos oh, neutrino. are I see. ghostly. I see. Okay. We talked about that before, right? We probably did. <laughs> Neutrinos only interact with a weak interaction sure. and gravity. Mm-hmm. So it's, I mean, most of the stuff that we touch and stuff that is all electromagnetic interactions. Very, very common. We interact with it often. Weak interaction is stuff that you you can only see when it actually like it actually has to uh, essentially go through hit the nucleus of a, of a particle and then cause some sort of decay. Right. Uh, that's really rare. Yeah. So there's a ton of empty space in matter. Yeah. Is there any sort of? That's what I wanted to talk to you oh, about. Okay. Yes. Finally. Okay. Because it was the Ant Man stuff. Oh yes. The, the the idea behind what what the heck is ant like how how can you justify ant man in some scientific way and sure okay yeah. so his premise is if i get this right from the first movie you know he puts on this suit and he shrinks way down but right. he can hit with such a punch because he has all his mass right right so when he gets moving and when he hits you it hits you like a um like a person tackling you but at a pinpoint, you know, mm-hmm. that kind of thing. So when I saw on Twitter, you know, there was a movie like thing that started playing and it was this giant damn man standing in the water next to a boat, right? Well, the opposite would be he would be so un his density would be so low. So porous. Yeah. <laughs> that uh <laughs> that you know, you could blow him away or, you know, rip his arm off or something. Mm-hmm. Uh the the I guess in universe explanation is there's this thing called Pym particles, which is the guy Hank Pym invented. Okay. Then that's, that's who Michael Douglas plays, and they do something, <laughs> they do something. <laughs> to make the, the story work. Yes, the, the the I think the justification from like a science advisor is that it they they allow the electrons to uh, of atoms to be closer to the nucleus. Okay. So everything just gets squeezed down. Now there is like, I can see why a science advisor would say something like that because there there is sort of a similar thing with, for example, um, there's been experiments with muonic hydrogen, where a muon is basically a, a higher energy electron. It's going to decay into regular electron over time because it, it mm-hmm. wants to, but it's it, it's more massive uh, and. It uh, decay, decays like 1.6 seconds, which is actually pretty slow in terms of most particle physics stuff. But uh, you can get a muon, and, and, and the muon will be 
its radius of the wave function around a proton is is smaller. So in 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 some sense, yes, you can right. make that. But here's the problem with that. <laughs> so if you do that, number one, the way that light the way that we see things is, is light you know reflects off of them, which is related to the electrons and how they are spread. So when something something shrinks down, if its electrons get closer to it, it will look completely different. It will, or at least color-wise, it would look completely different. So Ant-Man wouldn't be running around as blue. It would be very, very different. I don't know exactly what it would be, but that would be something. Also, the human body and how the human body works is all based on very intricate uh, arrangements of proteins and the way they're folded and the charges and stuff on them, which if things got closer together, it would wreak havoc with that. Uh, it would wreak havoc with uh, the, the protein structure around of your body. Um, you, by, by putting things that much closer together, you would probably induce much more tunneling, which means you'd have some fusion reactions. Now, I'm not saying that it would be a bomb because it's not going to be... There's no, there's no reason for it to be a, a, a runaway... Um, uh, you know, building chain reaction, chain reaction yeah. that builds on itself. But if you were to shrink something in that manner, you would basically have a pile of very warm goo releasing a lot of gamma rays and X rays. <laughs> Be interesting. <laughs> yeah. so, 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 well, here's here's one I just thought of. You know, if you had if you have all that closer, right? Mm-hmm. Then you know the, the nucleuses are close together, so all those neutrinos streaming through him are more likely to hit something. There goes his DNA, right? Well, I mean, his <laughs> DNA is already going to be destroyed by the fact yeah. that it's been shrunk. Uh, just the st- st- stuff being that close together is it—it's it, not how things work. Okay. Uh, I mean, size so matters. So what you're saying is the Ant Man can't happen. Uh, I'm saying that I don't know of like I I came up with that that weird Superman. So I I had a I had an idea for how Superman can fly. Okay, uh, it relies on the concept of dark sector, which is you know dark energy and and dark matter and all this stuff, which we can't detect. We know it's there. We can see its gravitational effect, but we can't detect it. There could be. It's possible in the realm of possibility, but I have nothing to say where this is true. I in fact don't necessarily think this is true, but there could be a whole bunch of different particles, massive and not massive, that exist in this dark sector that we just don't interact with. Well, if Superman has some way because he uh, can ingest the sun and he has some way inside of making these dark sector particles, he can essentially eject them. They would not interact with anything else, but their momentum would apply to him as he sort of ejects them from his whatever like by sweating or, or... whatever he does okay. so he can he can push himself <laughs> super ejection by you know becoming a particle accelerator of dark sector particles uh, and the momentum by Newton's third law would just push him because any every reaction is an equal opposite reaction so talking about as like a nice little segue you're talking about how ant-man and human body blah 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 that, that made me think of uh, this thing that i just um listen to and watch document small little thing on youtube about and it has to do with the amygdala of your brain on what is the capacity of the amount of friends that you can have oh yeah i, I saw something that was it like and 60 was it 150 150 150 people is the amount of people that you can actually have as a friend and it has to go back to being survive, like the way that we survive, that we, we mm-hmm. colonize and we get together when we have groups of people. 
But when you look at primates, um, they, depending on how large their amygdala is, goes into how many is going to be in their social group, how many people are going to be in their clan, how many creatures are going to be around their clan. When we look at primal or primitive human societies that are still around today, on average, their village is filled anywhere from 120 to 150 people. Then there's like a whole bunch of other studies that go along with this. How, on average, what is the average amount of a guest at a wedding? About 130 to 150. And then like it keeps going and going and going. And then there's like different fields. But different shouldn't it be fields, double the amount of friends you have at a wedding? Shouldn't you have like double the amount of friends? I don't. I mean, no, because you're one. just <laughs> yeah. You you are accounting for the plus ones. You're not saying you're not inviting 150 people. Yeah, and then plus one. But the plus one is part of the accounting. Yeah. I would hope, right? Yeah, you've been, I mean, you've been married, <laughs> but it's like um, what I'm well, saying is those are political friends too. I mean, to an extent. Yeah. Well, <laughs> that was the different thing. They had different categories from it. So they have like uh, your three to five, which is your personal relationship friendship. Like the the ones that become your significant other, the ones that are like um, like your quote unquote best friend. Following that goes to what is called the sympathy friend. Those are the ones that care about if you die, and that's about like fifteen to thirty people on average that are actually generally hurt if you were to die. Following that one goes to your social friends, which tend to be the friends that you develop at work, the friends that you develop and then you just hang out with at the bar occasionally, but that's about it. And then going anywhere, and that ranges anywhere from 30 to about 100 or so. And then going beyond that becomes acquaintances because you physically can't develop those type of relationships. And in today's era with Facebook... When I was on MySpace, I had 4,000 friends. And that's what the thing that we talk about is that they... <laughs> They're like, if Facebook were to actually subject exactly what their friends count is, it becomes a whole variety. Like the person that you met one time, friend, that you became Facebooks with, the people that you don't even know how you became Facebook friends with, your family members, your mother, because they're categorizing your friend and your mother in the same exact category within Facebook. When, and it when, like desimplifies the usage of friends. Remember when Google Plus started, they tried to do something like circles. that. They made, they made the concept of circles, which is you could yeah. put individual people into basically it was a categorization for your friends yeah um and then you could give certain circles access to things or not i mean i think it's a, it's a decent idea kind of a little half-baked but you know it's something that they they were working on but of course because face facebook had all the momentum the idea well, of never sympathy seen. friend is interesting too i mean how do they, I'm, I'm curious how they how they measure uh, the impact someone's death has on someone else. Yeah. You know, whether it's like uh, they're sad to the point that they can measure a physiological response. Um, that That's, a, you know, kind of a, I don't know, an operational definition of sad. I mean, like, I was sad when Anthony Bourdain died. Um, never met the guy, you know. Uh, but he's been a part of your life, so... Sure, to an extent. But I'm sure, I mean, if, you know, I... I Anthony I doubt, Bourdain died? Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> he didn't just die; he killed himself. Yes. Yeah, yeah, no. Yeah, why was this? It was a couple Fridays ago. It was... <laughs> I'm, I'm sorry, Nick. Nick you, is, a... you should see Nick's face. Oh my gosh! Do you, do you need a moment? I didn't <laughs> hear this. Oh. Yeah. How am I gonna How am I gonna live without? Oh, you know, no, I'm got, okay. There's still eleven C. Yes. I mean, there's more than enough Anthony. I mean, I don't want to belittle the guy's death but no it, but it's, oh my god that's terrible so depression yeah. got him yeah presumably 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 yeah. I, think, oh. I think that you're right on there with the presumably we don't yeah. really know right um that's not 
that just shows because I don't listen to radio that much anymore. And it's like, well, I listen to NPR radio every morning, but they never talked about Anthony Bourdain. I'm sure they did. You just might. I, I just might not have been listening that day. Yeah, it was a big I, story. Maybe yeah. your sympathy overload, so yeah. it just kind of your mind blocked it out. So. Yeah, maybe, maybe my friendship capacity was too full that day. Could I couldn't be. handle it. You're maxed out. <laughs> wow, Anthony Bourdain. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Super dead. Shit. Yeah, <laughs> more than just dead. Super dead. Wow, I feel like I need a he. He. That's crazy. What they're not telling you is he tried to shrink shrink himself. He in tried to shrink himself. And yeah. Did not work out. <laughs> I almost bought you a toy today. I was at Barnes and Nobles. To- I hate toys. Drinking coffee, <laughs> and if it wasn't twenty dollars, I would have bought it for you. But it was a Rick and Morty portal portal gun. And oh really? You hit it. Um, it shines a light that makes the portal up on a wall and stuff like that. And you see, like, oh, I would have totally gone for that. We, we didn't Mine like, wasn't accurate enough. He didn't want it. Yeah. I looked at it and it makes like the little noise too. Oh, yeah. I would have, I would have paid you back for it. It would have been great. Yeah. yeah, I made one for Halloween last year. Did you see it, ever see it? No, it wasn't accurate enough for Greg, so he didn't want it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, it was it was super it cool. Was it was too super big. Neat. It didn't feel right. It was super neat. Oh man, or Anthony Bourdain. God damn. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, not to get too not to get too bleak, but I, he was he was a second of two suicides within about three days, like major suicides. This is oh. pretty good. I mean, this is a little too big, but I didn't know what that was at first. I thought <laughs> it doesn't make the little whoosh. yeah, oh, that, that was a problem. Doesn't too. make a noise. It does light up when you take it apart and plug in the uh, batteries. You plug in the batteries, yeah, and you have the C one thirty seven. Yeah, but you're missing the hyphen. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, he, he took one that was online, but. I also wanted the one where it had the digital readout and you could actually change things. You're such a pretentious asshole sometimes. I thought it would be so... Un- <laughs> it was for a costume for work. Yeah, no. And, 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 Jeff offered to give it to me. And I'm just well, like, I, I mean, I think it's cool. I think it's really neat. Yeah. But if I'm going to have one I display, I want one that's like super duper. Well, now you can buy one at Barnes & Nobles for like 20 bucks. You made that, Jeff, yes? I didn't design it. Um, but I... So, like, instead of the the tube on top, that's, like, from a tube of slime my kids had. That's, so, it's, you know, it's, it's too narrow. It's not the right proportions. Okay. But um, it would have been better than I wasn't going to buy, like, green translucent 3D filament just to print the globe. So, mm-hmm. and, uh, yeah, I honestly, I haven't seen 10 seconds of Rick and Morty and just not knowing what that is <laughs> and just that popping up. And, like, um, I guess do a Google image search because yeah. I can't quite convey it over the radio, but... Uh, all right, yeah. yeah so. My uh, first impressions to Rick and Morty, well, my first introduction to Rick and Morty, I had no idea what it was about. Greg and I were meeting up to play D&D, and when I pulled up, you were pulling something out of your trunk, and you had a white lab coat on, and he threw a wig on, and you just went, <laughs> and I looked at you, I'm like, what are you doing? He's like, I'm Rick. I'm like, okay. What's a, what's a Rick? <laughs> that was way before the show got popular. It was, yeah. That it was, was the like first season. The first season, no one watched it. I thought it was great. I made this little, you know, dumb... I mean, I, I didn't look anything like Rick at all, but it was just... It was around Halloween, and yeah. I was like, I, I think it's great that I'm making this costume for this thing that nobody knows about. Did it persuade you to get into a car with him? No, it, it definitely it discouraged me. However, I think that was the day that we got John to smoke weed for the first time. And and here we are. Here we are are today. The long and winding road. (laughs) (laughs) But uh, I got into Rick and Morty on the second season. The first 
episode of the second season and um it was just on tv and i just watched it and i fell in love with it i remember texting greg and he goes you need to go watch everything else because you don't understand anything of that episode because that episode had so many callbacks to the first season that i but i still loved it with the testicle time traveling ball thing it was the where they split the universe and they end up going into a separate thing oh the first it's, episode it was of the first episode of, of season two yeah yeah, yeah. I was like, oh, I mean, this is great. And then went back, and here we are. <laughs> <laughs> Once again, here we are. All roads lead to today, huh? <laughs> so the long and short of it versus the MSF is I can't figure out a way to justify. I cannot figure out a way to justify Ant-Man? Ant-Man's <laughs> powers. It's a movie. No, no, I mean... I mean, yeah, the way I can justify it is dramatic effect. I mean, you know, because if you, if you use pure science, you wouldn't have a story. So I'm, I'm fine with it. I'm just saying sometimes it's fun to try to be like, let's see if I can science a way to make this work. Like with the Superman thing, that was, that was just a fun exercise. And it was like, okay, this is legitimately like if you assume a bunch of shit, you can legitimately see how this might work. How does Marvel explain it? What's what's his origin story? I'm not even sure. Uh, it, it's like I said. It, it's uh, the the Pym particles which do things to shrink the the um, the, the electron size. I mean, that's the that's the general concept. Okay. He wasn't bitten the, by a radioactive yeah, the, the, ant. This was something deliberate done through. Yes, this is, this is deliberate. He's, the, it has to be the mythology of the puts on a suit. He has to be in the okay. suit or or within some sort of construct. He doesn't have... It's not an intrinsic power. It's not some freak accident. Right, yeah. 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 Okay. Yeah, it's not like Spider-Man who can somehow crawl on walls because... He was bit by a radioactive spider. spider. But his webs, he invented. Yes, yes. There hasn't been enough radioactive spider research to <laughs> prove anything conclusive. <laughs> what? It's so weird. It's radioactive. I mean, I get it. It's, it's, all, I mean, it's a metaphor for puberty, right? That's about right. <laughs> you you, you I, go through you go it. through these changes, <laughs> and then you're and there's white, white stuff and there's white stuff. Yeah, there's, there's white sticky goo comes out. <laughs> you can never show you're your face in public again. Everywhere, yeah. but you feel responsibilities you didn't have before. You feel the weight of the world on you sometimes. You know, start. start uh, Spider Man is, as you know, that, that's what these comic characters were. Like X Men was a metaphor for for racism civil rights civil rights, yeah, yeah. Civil rights. and um yeah there are archetypes and things like that so, and, and i'm cool with it I, I love the these movies in general i, I think that the, the the thing that i like that marvel does is they don't make superhero movies they make other movies that happen to have superheroes in them i think the real problem with like dc and stuff is they keep making a bunch of superhero movies and those are those are played out Everyone's sick of superhero movies. I'm sick of the X-Men apocalypse and stuff like that, right? I, mean, I don't really need to see that anymore. I don't need to see... Seeing super-powered people run around and do super-powered shit. There has to be more interesting stuff going on. Some sort of allegory. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Something. Something happening. And, and like, you know, uh, Captain America the Winter Soldier was basically a spy uh, thriller uh, that happened to have a superhero in it. And... Um, uh, you can point to all the ones. I mean, Home, Spider-Man: Homecoming was basically a coming-of-age story. Happened to have a superhero in it, but it wasn't blah superhero. Just watch this guy on display. Yeah, what, yeah. What, watch, watch, watch this guy. Puberty and shoot white goo everywhere. Look at all the CGI we can do. It's not a Transformers movie. <laughs> right? oh, Transformers. 
more than meets the eye. And it always is. <laughs> so should we... Do you want to drink this one, or should we go on to the show? Um, let's go on to the show. Okay. On to the show. That'll give us... That's the main reason I didn't crack it, is so we'd have more... Yes. Capacity for samples. Or, or liver, <laughs> liver health. 